Keycard presents Back Issue Bloodbath with your hosts, Andrew Young and Petula Neal. Imagine a world where strong women with varying degrees of natural hair and lots of sharp weapons get to just run things, run each other, and run one of the greatest countries in the world. Well, that's the world of Wakanda, and that's what we're talking about this week. Welcome to Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm Petula Neal. And I'm Andrew Young. This week we are talking about World of Wakanda. Petula, you talked about this book a few episodes back. This is the short-lived companion series to uh Coates' Black Panther run. The Black Panther run began, I believe, what, 2016? I think it's yep. around there. 2016. And its interest and success and sales led to a request for a companion series where Tanahasi was like, hey, let's get in some writers who haven't been writing comics, who have some really interesting views that I know I'd love to read what they would say about characters in Wakanda and, you know, maybe flesh out some of the characters that we introduced in the beginning of the first arc of, uh, of uh, Black Panther with the uh, nation under our feet. And this is the product of it, the six-issue miniseries. Uh, written by Roxane Gay with uh, sh- a short story by Yona Harvey and an issue by uh, Rembert Brown with art by Aletha Martinez and Joe Bennett and covers and one short story drawn by Afua Richardson, former Geek Card guest Afua Richardson. So Petula, tell me, like, again, when, did you start reading this as the issues came out or did you hear about it after the fact? I believe I picked this up in trade format around the time the first movie came out okay and that was listener not everyone always gets invited to the party it was around that time that roxanne gay was talking on twitter about not being even invited to i think the movie premiere and some other stuff and it's a thing that comes up often actually with we know anybody who works on comic books (laughs) depending whether or not how much of their work may or may not have inspired what ended up being in the film. If you're working with the bigs, it really depends. So as part of like the rollout and a lot of the pre-promo stuff, they did have uh, a, quite a few things with ta Coates, but they didn't really do much with Roxanne Gay or Yona Harvey. So uh, I'm hoping when they get to that Wakanda show, because uh, if you read this, you'll definitely see maybe not much of uh, this story was in any way inspired actual script notes there's a couple of things there's a lot more from this one that i would say has notes that line up almost exactly with things that we saw in the most recent movie wakana forever but also just in general that there's more of a focus on the women in this one which makes sense because listener this book was almost too blackity black to live the fact that it had not one but two black women writing in this run and it's like that we're we're announcing this like we're proud, but we're also not acknowledging that it's kind of sketch. That it's like they were the first two black women to work for Marvel. And it was literally on the same book that they canceled like pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Well, in so, fact, issue one is the only Marvel book to have four black women work on it all at one time. Is because the first issue, of course, Afua did the cover and the backup story with Yona Harvey. And then Roxane Gay and Aletha Martinez did the main story, which, of course, went through to issue five. The first issue was all black women, which, again, surprisingly, like, you know, it took so long. 
but uh, but it is great that there is this issue out there. And the first issue is really, I would say, while story notes from this one are more in the second movie, I'll, I see a lot of what Ruth Carter and Hannah Beachler did with the production design is reminiscent of this first one in that different environments within the world of Wakanda have their own color story. So mm. it's a great device in comic books, one, because it kind of helps you situate yourself of uh, where is somebody as you're jumping between stories, but also that look you got at the tribal falls situation where you see like the different regions, like the border tribe, the river, whatever, they have their different looks. Like you see that in this story where you have the different areas and the different people are sort of giving like different color stories or it's like more kind of yellow and green as you're in the area where the military sort of come in and doing some very sketchy stuff to the women, which is an ongoing thread that we see. And then we move into uh, the more urban areas and you're getting more purples and blues. So you're sort of like moving through the world of Wakanda and the book helps you do that visually with the colors. And that is one of the things that I love about the movie was how bright and colorful it was, but not in kind of the same fun comic book way of the Thor movies, the last couple where you're getting more of that kind of like deco brightness or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is giving you more earthy grounded because it's blackity black and a bunch of ladies on it. There's different hair, so much different hair. It's not like they got one kind of black hair, right? And they just did that on everybody. There's locks, there's dreads, there's, you know, undershaves, there's, you know, head wraps, there's old people, there's young people. It was too black to live. And as I said in the other episode we talked about, the great thing about racism is that the foundation of this was so good that even lifting any small bit of this and bringing it either into a new book or maybe a new Shuri run or TV, there's so much that they can pull from this, even though it didn't get to live as long perhaps as it should. Yeah, yeah. Now with World of Wakanda, of course, the first issue came out seven months after the first issue of Ta-Nehisi's run on Black Panther. And it was designed to basically be kind of like a look into the origins of characters that made their first appearance in Ta-Nehisi's first issue. So, of course, you have uh, Ayo and Aneka, who, when we meet them in Ta-Nehisi's run, have already become this force of two on their own, avenging angels out there protecting women in small tribes and stuff like that. And Zenzi, who's already drumming up disturbance among the people and causing civil unrest that T'Challa has to deal with. Over the five issues, we get to see how Ayo and Arneka become this force of two, both as a couple and as warriors. And we also, in the first issue, get to see how Zenzi first f finds out about her powers. And so these are interesting kind of setups. So it's like stuff that ta didn't have time to really delve into. He said, hey, why don't you guys delve into this? Like he suggested both Roxanne and Yona for the book. Yona actually went to uh, university with ta And then Roxanne is someone that he admired her work and had heard her reading a zombie story. The intrigue that she created, he was like, no, that she'd be perfect. And so they were brought on and given these characters to flesh out. And I always think it's interesting when you brought on to, to kind of create the backstory 
of a character you had no hand in creating originally. So it's sort of like, here's the bare bones, here's what we've already done, go, sort of thing. So then you have to like work within already a box that's been created, but make it something new and fresh and your own. Absolutely. And as much as I love the look aesthetically of the door in the films, I do like that they have the different hair and different sort of tattoos and sort of skin, other skin embellishment. There's and a bit more individuality between the characters. Yeah. So you get to see the different region energy carried through to the training area. So you can see how different people from different parts of Wakanda get together and what that looks like in this training area. And let's just say the whole my trainer boss at work, if you liked uh, Vampire Academy, you you may also like uh, watching some of this training stuff as the spicy mentee is definitely turning on the hard-boiled trainer mentor. And yes, it's two women, but those are some of the panels that actually I feel like we've talked about this before. People who come from like a writing, writing background, sometimes their panels get a little wordy. I would say the, the pages that have the best balance of show and tell and not as many words and they're letting the images tell parts of the story are some of the fight scenes, whether it's in the training room, love a training montage and also some of the flirty McFlirty and uh, later on when they get to go to uh, mashing yams town. The main focus uh, of the story really is seeing how they evolve, but also seeing how they come together. And Aneka at first is very against it in her head. And it was interesting for me because when Tanahasi started up this Black Panther series, he kind of redefined the Dora Milaje, the adored ones, as this kind of fighting section of the army. Originally, when the Dora Milaje were introduced, they were introduced in the Christopher Priest run as bodyguards and quote-unquote wives in training. The idea that women from each tribe would be picked so that they would try to curry favor with T'Challa when he would pick a bride. And, of course, when ta launched the new series, he ignored that. But Roxanne does a really interesting thing of showing the adaptation, like the, the evolution of that, and how within this story there, Aneka, who has been a part of the Dora Milaje for a long time, was raised with that mentality of you are a wife in training. And Ao, who's like newer, she doesn't have that. And so... Aneka is like thinking too hard on the minutia of what her job description is and is using that to kind of justify pushing this woman that she obviously has a thing for away. Yeah. Doesn't last long. Oh, of course right. it doesn't last long, but yeah. you got to have the push and pull. Yeah. You got to have the push and pull. Otherwise it's like, and they lived happily ever after. That's page two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And that's what makes some of the training stuff so hot. It's like, yeah, I'm challenging you to a fight. Not at all, because I want you to pin me to this mat in this room full of like sweaty, gorgeous women. Not, <laughs> not at all. No, it's for training purposes, 100%. Yeah. Now, I also really enjoyed how they explored the evolution of their thought mentality when it comes to their duty. Because as it was originally set up, the Dormelage are there to serve the king. They're there to serve T'Challa and T'Challa. Well, to serve the throne, whoever's on the, the throne, throne that yes, time. Whoever's on the throne. Yeah. So T'Challa is on the throne and T'Challa is making a lot of like shady back end deals. And I remember 
reading the Avengers issues where he's making these shady back end deals. It's like, Hey, Namor flooded my entire country and everybody hates Atlanteans in Wakanda, but I'm going to let Namor hole up here so we can try to figure out this whole incursion thing of planets coming together and exploding from different dimensions. I'm not going to tell anybody. And when people show up and find out about it, I'm going to be like, Hey, I do what I want. And to see the reaction from the other side of how much this pissed off the Dormelage to the point where they're like, well, we'll protect the royal family, but fuck you. I thought that was great to see that side of the story. Absolutely. And also seeing the more sharing of power. So instead of it being one and then the next, we see a mix of very kind of absentee landlord energy is coming from T'Challa. But we also have Shuri trying to help manage some of the day-to-day stuff that's slipping through the cracks. Unfortunately, the power sharing isn't even. So while you can see she feels some type of way about the report she's getting, she can't do everything, but she is getting to do more than we got to see her do from like a additional Panther perspective than we got to see in the first film. Now, what do you think of the antagonist of the story, Falami, who um, she kind of, she's kind of the runt of the Dormelage and she goes and gets some needed help, some enhancements, and she kind of lets that new power get the best of her where she starts thinking, what I think is right and just should be the only thing that really gets addressed here, so I'm going to start being judge and jury for other people. I feel like if this had ran longer, we would have had time for either more development on her or a bit more of a redeem arc. Mm-hmm. So you or think that like you- her going all the way full killmonger kind of or pulling it back because she's still where we are with her here in this story, her loyalty to her family and her unwillingness to see her father. Uh, for what he is yeah that's her biggest blocker and i think that you know again these are two very gifted writers and what happens often and we talked about this with shorter runs it some people go into their run they know that it could end with any issue it could have ended with the issue that they already submitted and they write that way but then it doesn't give you a lot a little thread to work with for the future i feel like with her character specifically it was very like one note in this early but i i think we would have gotten a lot more development with her down the road well you see well that's the thing though is that like roxanne's story did come to an end in this because the idea was once we got to issue five that was fully leading into what was happening with the midnight angels in the black panther proper so do you believe that eventually if the series continued that Roxanne would have come back to the book to do another story arc? I was hoping, I was kind of hoping and didn't really have the full Hickman of it all then. It was almost looking like we were getting like a bit of like a black Hickman situation with Coates being involved in this. Right. And then weaving bits of the story into his stuff. So we could have had this like parallel run of stuff around Wakanda and the related characters ultimately did not come to pass uh again you could still bring some of that back because it was very obvious to me that with issue six rembert brown and joe bennett's issue about casper cole who was uh, the white tiger and was the black panther for a period during the latter half of uh christopher priest's run 
that that one standalone issue was supposed to be a five issue mini that they had to then cram down into one issue. So like to me, I, by seeing that, I was thinking, Oh, Ta-Nehisi is going to bring in a different writer every five issues to tell a story about a different character from his Black Panther run. That's the way I saw it. Yeah, I was hoping that we'd come back to this because there's so many and maybe not focusing on the exact same characters, but some of these characters being in the background of some of the other ones, because, again, it was so woman focused. This this comic, much like the first act of the new film, it's very female led and you know, again, T'Challa is like, they talk about him, but we see more of like sort of Shuri boots on the ground dealing with the political fallout of her brother just being bad at his job right now. And we also see more of like what is affecting the women on the ground level in the different regions. And I don't think that everything was explored. Right. And I also love that, you know, you get the kind of Thelma and Louise energy as well with the Midnight Angels. And that is a great device to have. Okay, we're going to have these two people who trained, but then go rogue. So again, you could fold it into the coat stuff. You could always have them come back, have them pop up and like save random women from shenanigans. So that was... I was so excited at the beginning of this. It's like, oh, they could do. So- oh, okay. It's over. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the great thing about going into the back issues, if you will, is sometimes you fall in love real fast and then you get excited because you think there's going to be more and then there isn't. Yeah. 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 And that's, it would have been nice to have seen Yona Harvey come back to the book. Of course, she only wrote that one story in the first issue about Zenzi and uh, it would have been nice to have seen her on a longer arc as well. Uh, but unfortunately, that did not come to pass. But, you know, like in these situations, it's almost you sit there and go, well, at least we got this. At least we got to experience this because there is a timeline where this book gets canceled after issue one. You know, it's Marvel, right? So we got this much. And it's something that can, as you mentioned, be pulled has already been inspiring things like the world of Wakanda in uh you know the latest film that possibly if they make a tv show yeah that if they get through they might be able to mine this yeah absolutely and i mean i know they say and specifically nate moore aka smart brother in the parliament that they are not going straight for the comics but they don't and they do and it is always it feels rewarding for the comic book readers to see those elements that are like a direct pluck from the comic book. So if you Yeah, well, love- hey, in the movie they put in the the Midnight Angel outfits at the end. So like that's a sign right there. I, I do like the we're going to take these hot outfits and run and cause some trouble because those outfits, I don't want to see the whole squad, all the adored ones rocking that i but i do like seeing like a couple and also they have in addition to the midnight angel look they have a very uh mbaku like fighting stick as well on top of it so they're really just doubling down on like we're gonna mess you up like it's not even yeah we're we're not gonna be spitting and poking you We're, we're gonna crush you yeah 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 one of the main things is, is that, uh, you know, if readers out there are looking for 
a really impassioned and, as you put it earlier, sexy love story. This is right here for you. You can pick this up and five issues. Yes, there will be things that you want it can, to continue, but the actual five issues are a satisfying read together. Absolutely. And they're beautiful. And if you are looking for something to read before you watch Wakanda Forever again, before hopefully Wakanda Forever or World of Wakanda, the show gets released, or even just, you know, you get to the middle of winter and you're feeling like, I, I miss him. I miss him. I miss them. I miss the world. Feeling reminiscent for uh, February 2018 when, you know, in that masterstroke year of uh, they had Black Panther in Black History Month and they also had Captain Marvel, I think the following year in the women's whatever yeah. month. Yeah, where they're like, let's just go all the way and get the extra free marketing of doing like the most obvious cheat moves. But if you're having that nostalgia for that first February of OG Black Panther, then pick up this story. So definitely worth checking out. As I said, available in trade, available digitally, World of Wakanda, Black Panther, World of Wakanda, uh, some great writing, some great art. What more can you say? Sometimes just a little bit has to be good enough. There you go. There you go. Better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. Or in case of Ayo and Aneka, loved very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. not. Yeah, they got some cave action too. That's my favorite. I love like <laughs> hiding out in a cave. It's right up there with the, there's only one bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. So, uh, Patula, we come to the end of this week's episode of Back to Bloodbath. Where can people find you? At Inatif.com, on Twitter, and Hive at Obesacantawit, O-B-E-S-A-C-A-N-T-A-V-I-T, and here with you. Of course, you can find everything I do over at geekardshow.com. Follow me on Twitter at Geekard. Follow me on Instagram at Andrew of Geekard. Follow this very show on Facebook at Mackie's Bloodbath, where we post a new episode every week. But the easiest way to make sure you never miss an episode is to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. And while you're there, leave a five-star rating or review. And just remember, folks, you know, try to love yourself. Try to be there for yourself. And uh, make sure you enjoy our show every week. This has been Mackie's Bloodbath. I've been Andrew Young. I've been Petula Neal. Have yourself a good... <laughs>